Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, thank you. Oh, just wonderful, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't it nice to be wonderful? It is. Oh, okay. So it's a pretty yucky day out there. Yeah, but Franklin. the sun was just a shining as I, I was know. driving in. But you know, the sun seems to follow me wherever I go. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Excuse. <laughs> just yeah, it's a good way to think anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw a magnificent rainbow last night that I could not. <gasps> the one, believe. the double one that yes. they showed on TV. Yes, I didn't see inc- that. And I oh, love wow. to see rainbows. And it was, it was so vivid. I mean, it wasn't one of those faded. And ones. it was that double perfect arch. It was incredibly. <gasps> beautiful. It reminded me of Lucky Charms. They're magical, oh. delicious. <laughs> Every time I see a rainbow, I expect <laughs> to see a pot of gold. And we were talking about being Irish. You know what I mean? That's and the, the leprechaun. The thing. That's it. I don't care about the leprechaun as much about the pot of gold. Oh, that's, okay. That's what I'm thinking. Um, All right. Yeah. But it is, um, that was from the pictures I saw. They were beautiful. It was really, really fascinating to see. I was out at uh, Panera Bread with some friends, and I watched the skies darken, and then all of a sudden that deluge of rain. Yep, that's what happens with it. And, and it the just sun went on and on and on. It just I couldn't believe it. And then all of a sudden, as I was not then, it was as I was driving home from there, I noticed there was a break in the clouds. And when I saw that it was I almost had to pull over because people were just kind of hitting the brakes, you know, to just look to at stop it. and yeah, see it. Rubbernecking. So, it was uh-huh. crazy. I love it. But it was wonderful. It was. So were you at um, any place in particular this week that no. we want to give any well, shout-outs yeah, to restaurants? Well, I was up at Mansour's yesterday. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's well, and we were at, um, what the heck was the name of it? The, the name is Doc McGrogan's. Yeah, uh, the yes. other night. And um, we and had a great ha- meal there. We did. The shrimp cocktail was <laughs> Laurie had two of them. I had two. two. That was my Two orders. <laughs> Well, see, when you can't, now that I have to eat gluten-free, yes. you have to eat something that's like three, you know, ten, nothing well, wrong we with make, ten shrimp. Did we God. make the announcement that you know yes, the results? Yes, last year, last week we oh, did. Oh, I didn't know if we did yeah, that. Yeah, so it, okay. it's hard to do this. So you have to just, you know, fill up on good stuff. So that's what we did. Okay. So we went But to that Doc. was fun. And then Docs. yesterday I went, I met my dear friend who has moved out of town, which she used to be with WNEP, Lori LeMaster, who moved back to Omaha. Mm-hmm. And she was in, and she is in for this past week. And so I and Nada Gilmartin met Lori for lunch at Mansour's. And they have wonderful selections and choices and stuff for people who have an allergy to gluten. So it was... Um, 
it was uh, it was good and it was nice. Their chili's all gluten free. I had this great hummus with with fresh vegetables and a couple Kalamata olives. So it was really good. So they um, anyway. We had a good time. So it was good to see Lori. She's doing well in her new job. We miss her very much around here. Mm-hmm. And um, it was good to be with Nada. So we had a nice time. And, of course, our dear friend, Miss Carolyn Baldy Catalano, and her, who owns Mansour, is, Mansour's is always um, just so accommodating. And she was great. Because she was on They were off last week, so she's back from vacation, all tanned up and ready to go. And it was uh, once again packed in there as usual. Because you know that's one of Patrick's favorite places. Yes. Are they now um, open for dinner? They have three nights. They do like a burger type thing. But you can get other things. But they're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. I thought there was something strange about mm-hmm. that. Because I had, uh, last Thursday, I was at, um, we had the book signing. Right. And after that, um, Susan Sheehan and I went to Russell's. And uh, we sat outside and had a wonderful dinner, wonderful time. It was a little hot and sticky, but not too bad. And when I, when I was going home, I drove up Ash Street and past Mansour's, and everything was closed up, and there were chairs on top of the tables, you know, like they, and I thought, well, I thought they were open for dinner. No. But well, you just said they were, but. But it was probably earlier. Vac- what time? Well, no, you it was were late, vacation. Right? They were on said, vacation last yeah, week. Why. Yes, that's correct. But I'm glad to know that they are open for dinner. Mm-hmm. Because and they have like wonderful. wonderful things that they have sweet potato burgers and mm-hmm. things that, you know, are a little, you know, that's a vegan type um, meal. And they, they have um, right now they have gluten free bread, which is really, really good. And they're working on getting other things in there. So it's it's and I for the first time bought raisin cinnamon raisin bread i forget where i bought it at this place down in dallas that i went to because now i'm trying to find all these places and it tasted exactly like cinnamon raisin bread there was no honest to god i i it was no now i know it depends on the brand but this was wonderful good so it really it, it's really not too bad it's forcing as i said last week and i'll continue to say it is forcing me to eat healthier and therefore Yay. a little better so it's a good thing. Um, it is. Because you just don't want to feel like that again. So mm-hmm. it's all good. Mm-hmm. So and I call my son Sean for everything. Like, Sean, what about this one? And I'm constantly <laughs> online. Is this gluten-free? Is that? <laughs> well, he's now the authority because he's been through it. Yeah. And I also went to visit our dear friend, Mary Clem, mm-hmm. who um, I saw her on Monday at her. She's a um, private nutritionist. And she also has celiac so it's nice to be with and to be around people who understand and you know she gives you little tips and it's important because you just don't think you know having the right things and knowing what you can do yeah well that's good so anyway but everyone's very accommodating as you know he tony our waiter who was great up at Mm -hmm. doc mcgrogan's Mm -hmm. you know he he was good yeah i know so anyway it was good we're all we're all <coughs> at peace now. Okay, that's good. Um, one thing I just wanted to throw out here, I, I don't know if I did discuss this once before, but there was an article that was in, um, I think it was uh, Forbes on Your Money. No, I'm sorry, it was the Wall Street Journal, excuse me, in a section called Your Money. And uh, the question was, should you manage your own money? 
So this was a kind of a op-ed thing, and it's uh, some arguments for and against. So the, the woman who wrote the article called Lindsay Gelman said, "Did you do you really need a financial advisor?" And that depends on who you ask. Um, of the nation's roughly 223,000 financial advisors, I didn't realize there were that many of us, uh, will tell you you're better off using their services. Do-it-yourselfers, meanwhile, shun hired advice as a waste of time and, yes, money. Whether you need an advisor depends largely on your financial situation. Are you nearing retirement, puzzling over when to take Social Security or tap your 401k? Call an advisor. Need to beef up your emergency fund? You'll probably be able to spot on your own instances where you could save less, spend less and save more. And who you hire could make all the difference. It's an obvious fact. Some financial advisors are more competent, more observant of their fiduciary duty than others, says former Vanguard CEO John Bogle. Mr. Bogle suggests fee-only advisors, saying their interests tend to be better aligned with their clients rather than those of advisors paid in other ways, such as by commission. For those on the fence about hiring professional help, here are some arguments for and against. Hire a pro. Advisors aren't just for the rich. You may have heard that you need to be rolling in dough to hire somebody to help manage it. But planners like those with the Garrett Planning Network or the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors are fee only and may not require minimum asset amounts. In my case, we do. And that minimum is 250000 Okay. Just so everybody knows. Okay. Financial planning site LearnVest.com also offers affordable advisory packages that connect you with a certified financial planner. For example, the site offers a budget starter plan, which includes a consultation with an advisor who designs a customized budget for you and to whom you have unlimited email access. That's the key. It's email access. You don't get to actually talk to these people. That's $19 a month plus a one-time $89 <laughs> setup fee. Now, remember, I've always talked about LearnVest.com because I love the, I love yeah. the site. Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. So if that's what you feel you need, then they have these very low-cost ways of accessing advice. Number two, eliminate emotion. Managing money is an emotional experience for many of us, says Eleanor Blaney, consumer advocate for the Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards. And a friend of mine. Ah. A financial planning professional organization. So an unbiased third party, like a fee-only planner, can come in handy even for financially savvy clients. You might be a brain surgeon. Would you operate on your own brain? <laughs> oh, man. That's a good That's point. That's extreme. It is, but I think we <laughs> really get the point extreme. there. Okay. Okay. And, and then the other side of it is uh, another thing is that things aren't getting any simpler. As time goes on, your financial situation will likely grow more complex. Add children and eventually a potential inheritance or retirement into the mix, and there's suddenly a lot to keep track of. Indeed, if you ever choose to consult a financial advisor, you should do so when you're getting ready to retire. That's from Jane Bryan Quinn, who I also love, and I talk to her, talk about her a lot. Um, then the do-it-yourself crowd would say, it's not rocket science. When you cut through it all, the keys to financial success are simple. Getting out of debt, 
structuring a budget, purchasing adequate life and health insurance coverage, and saving enough. These are all common sense tasks. Jane Bryan Quinn says. With the problem is that most people don't have the discipline to do that. Yeah. Okay. Then you won't stick to a pro's advice anyway. I don't think that's true because um, if you are clients, you have at least an annual review. And at that point, you have to bring in stuff that says, here's where I'm at. And the advisor can tell you what you need to do to tweak that along the way. The other thing that they recommend is to automate everything. Not only do you not need a financial advisor to help you save, you won't miss the extra cash if you have a portion of your paycheck deposited directly into a savings or retirement account. I have said that to so many people because it just makes it so automatic you don't miss it. When you start doing that, there's really nothing else that you need to worry about because it just kind of takes care of itself. And there's an app for that tons of them out there. Um, Mint.com is one, or software programs. You can actually go online and and do some of these uh, quick, down and dirty uh, financial plans yourself. So it depends. If you're somebody that's uh, self-disciplined and you can do all that, more power to you. If you're not, you need need an advisor. Yes, there you go. Call me. Call me. Call me. There we are. Okay. Um, uh, that's that's what I would <clears throat> excuse me say for this morning. Um, not much else going on in the world of finances. Well, uh, well, we did the book okay. signing, like I said last yep, week, and that's a good thing. at Bella Fatches. It was a wonderful place, and we had a lot of chocolate, and uh-huh. we ate a lot of um, cookies and crackers and fresh fruit and wine. And then I did a little reading from the book. Book, by the way, is Power of the Purse. Uh-huh. Fear-free finances for baby boomer women. There you go. Available on Amazon.com. There she is. And I'm going to give a big shout out to my two best friends from high school, from grade school, who I went to dinner with on Sunday night. Miss Invader of 1979, Lisa Ferraro Kazmarek and Linda Chuchio Fazulo, who are two of my best friends. And so, hello. And I love them dearly, and we had a great time, so it was good to see them. Anyway, and a big shout-out, my one of my other high school friends. Yes. If you see Lynn Walsh today, we're taping on the 14th of July, but you'll hear us two days later. But Lynn Walsh is now the big double nickels. Whoa! One of my dear friends from high school <laughs> as well. Happy birthday, my love, Lynn. Okay, we'll take a real quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And with us today is one of our guest experts and one of our favorites around is Ann Brakey, who is the hospital manager for the past 18 months already, Ann, at one of our favorite places, favorite, 
Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center, otherwise known as VREC. And usually our dear, um, the Grand Pooba, the Queen of All, the Queen Bee, she everything you want to call She calls herself the Grand it. Fromage. There you go. <laughs> is usually Dr. Deneva. However, and Anne has been here with her a couple times, but yes. Anne is filling in and stopping in with us today to talk a little bit about those furry little friends we have that uh, we love so dearly. And some tips about this time of the year, what's good, Anne, what's happening at VRAC, mm -hmm. what you should do with your pets and um, VREC, and to make sure that you really are diligent because we've seen recently so topical are these uh, things we're seeing about people who are, you know, good Samaritans smashing car windows, not that we're advocating to do that, but to get pets. I mean, because people don't realize that it is crazy to do that. Right, Anne? Yeah, it's it's absolutely. just as bad for a pet as it is for an, a, an, a, a human. Absolutely. And, you know, it, um, it's interesting. I've been thinking a lot. I, I always start with a disclaimer. I'm not a doctor, yeah. but, but when you are uh, not a medical person working at a hospital like that, you really start to see things differently as a, also a dog owner. I have four dogs and two cats, so an animal owner, I begin to think, how can I be a better owner for my, my dogs? And I think with the heat of the summer, one of the things we really want to remind everybody is they do feel it. If you're out on that run that's wonderful in the fall and you want to take a five-mile run and your, your border collie is right there with you in this kind of humidity may not be the best thing without making sure you take breaks and you have water available fresh water you can tell i'm from originally from philly I i'm saying water. water yeah i was going to say because i want to point that out just to interrupt because i'm going that to philly accent still and comes came met nicole because in um in philadelphia and ann said earlier which ann i think speaks volumes to someone who would make a career change and leave not only career well i don't know if it was an actual career change but to leave your neck of the woods, which mm -hmm. was the Philadelphia yeah. area, and come to Scranton, Pennsylvania, yeah. and work for VREC, you yeah. said, which I think is so important, what did you say to us? I said, and first off, for those of you who don't know me, I am, I'm six decades on this planet, so to do that at <laughs> yeah. this time in my life, and I'm proud of that, I would have not done it for anybody else but Nicole DeNova for the integrity of the work that she tries to set up to help us with our animals, mm -hmm. and it is because of her that I was willing to make this move and help her run this this wonderful hospital. Which is, anybody who says that about somebody, is that's a remarkable, because you said, 60 years of doing, you know, living, yeah. and have you always been in the Philly area? For the uh, most yes, part? born and where, raised. Where, where at? Where, Delaware where, County, right where, near the Philadelphia Airport. Oh my word. Ridley Park, right Pennsylvania. There, oh, Ridley mm -hmm. Park. Yeah. Well, I, I lived in Philly for six years and sold real estate there. Which that's where I actually got my license when I was working there. And oh. I, so I know that I love, I love every aspect of every inch of that place and all of the burbs. It's such a wonderful place to be. I it love is. southeastern Pennsylvania. But I gotta tell you, I'm happy as a clam up to here. To be here, that's I good. Yeah. Well, there's less traffic and I mm -hmm. remember one day, Ann, I was in a taxi in Philly and I said, I love, this, this city's wonderful. He said, this city is great. He said, we have everything New York has and less. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, goes, less traffic, less people, less craziness. Right. We're good. And it mm -hmm. made total sense. You know, that is true because it's yeah. a wonderful place to be. Mm -hmm. But it's a good thing to bring here because do you find, because I know when I lived there, Anne, people would say, you have to be from northeastern Pennsylvania. And I say, why? You're so friendly. Everybody's so friendly from northeastern Pennsylvania. I have found do that. Find it, that. I feel like, and, you know, I do a lot of the recruiting. We're always looking for fresh young doctors and right. people we want to continue to grow and, and what we can offer 
for the community here. And I always do my little spiel, as I say, and I say, you you can't, you get the best of everything right here in Northeastern right. Pennsylvania. It's true. You have a country life. You can have a city life. You can have a suburban life. Everybody's friendly. It's just a, a, just a beautiful close place to, to Philly, be. Close to Philly, close yeah. to New York, close mm-hmm. to all the interstates. It's really a wonderful place yeah. and to raise children and to do the things we do. Yeah. We just need to recruit more businesses in here to have more people come and see what it's like here, right? Absolutely. So, um, all right, so we're back to, I'm sorry I went off on that, but that's important because I think that speaks to the type of person and organization that's being run by Nicole. Um, So, the dogs, you said, be Mm -hmm. careful. Now, does that, I know, again, you're not a doctor, you don't even play one on TV. (laughs) Do you, you also can't, it depends on the age, too, Aunt. Like, isn't it worse when they get older to be out there in this kind of heat? They're just like us. Mm -hmm. You know, the things that kind of slow us down and we have to be a little more careful when we get old, the same thing happens for dogs. And I know you see this a lot now on on Facebook or whatever, but, you know, the road surfaces, you know, we have shoes on and we go running, but the pads of their paws can get very, very quickly compromised when mm-hmm. they're out there and to go back to what I think um, you or Lynn were saying you know leaving your dog in a car when you want to run in if it's in the winter time and you want to run in for two seconds I'm not going to say there's an issue yeah. with that yeah. but it can quickly become life-threatening mm-hmm. and I agree with you we're not going to advocate you go smashing car windows but I certainly will call 911 if I'm in a parking lot I might go in and ask a store manager to maybe see if we can help but it's very difficult to watch an animal in a car you don't know when you come up on that parking lot you have no idea how long that animal's been there you mm-hmm. have no idea how long it's going to be before the owner comes back i really understand it can be a very difficult dilemma but i think that maybe you know seek the local police i think they might be able to help with um helping to rescue that animal should they need to i've called 911 on on somebody once because the dog, it was hot. It was, there was no windows. There were no windows oh. open. The dog was barking. Yeah. And it was a little thing. And it didn't look like it was in distress, but the barking alone it seems to, I would, you would think like like a baby crying yeah. constant. Like that's enough of a of trauma to its system, you know, yeah. and yet alone in the heat. I called 911 yeah. and, and told them that the dog was in there. You, you have to do that. You have to yeah. be like a dog vigilante or something, I guess, at times because it's... It's yeah. just, it's wrong. Yeah. And even beyond that, uh, as I said, with my dogs, just thinking about your normal activity. I have a border collie who loves to play ball and he used to, I throw it for hours and he would just retrieve it and bring it back. And we had lots of fun. He's 15 years old now. And so I know even though wow. his heart is in it, I don't want him out there. He's, it's too hard for him in that heat to be doing that, that kind of trying to run and trying to exert himself. So as dog owners, I think we always have to keep in mind that if we're feeling that heat, they're feeling they that heat and they can't say I'm feeling nauseous or I'm feeling dizzy or, you know, something's not right. I need to sit down for a minute. So they rely on us to make those decisions on their behalf. Mm-hmm. I think way. another issue, too, that really disturbs me when I see this is the people who um, normally would bring their dogs outside um, on a, a cord or a leash or something yeah. and let them run. But if they don't have a place where the, the the dog can go and kind of hide, so to speak, like under bushes or under something some shade. where they can mm-hmm. get in some shade, yeah. 
That, that is just pure torture. Yeah, if they want to hang in the backyard for a short period of time, I have a fenced yard. They love to be out there, but I make sure I have some shade and I always have a fresh ball of water out there. Yeah. Um, so where's that water again, Lori? <laughs> um, but I always have that fresh water out there so they can go and, um, you know, again, uh, this is the medical part, but we, I think most of us lay people know that they don't sweat like we do. They right. pant, they right. breathe, they drink the water, that anything to dispel that heat, and that water is really important to them to help them cool down. What about for cats? Yeah, um, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Because you don't uh, see cats in anybody's car. So, no. Like, what, but I think what? with mine, if I put them in those uh, carriers, mm-hmm. the carriers are all, they have, they have not windows, but they just have cut out areas throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. so that air can get in there and they're not, you know, panting. But I've noticed that in the summertime, when I put one of one of the two cats into one of the carriers... Um, he seems to pant and mm-hmm. carry on, even though the air conditioning is on full blast. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, is there something that we should be doing for cats that we're not doing? Not that I know of. I don't see cats coming in with the heat bothering them. I, I, I guess I would say, just again, not being a doctor, any living thing, we have to be cognizant mm-hmm. of it. But I know um, for my cats, they just hate the carrier. Sometimes that just Maybe might it's be like that a fight I don't want to be in there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he gets nervous. And and by the way, do you guys ever get, because I know this happens, I know you're not someplace to adopt, but you, you do end up with, with animals, don't you, or not? Sometimes we yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lynn saying, yeah, because that's how get, I got Kevin and Hobbs. Do you ever get like, little right. Persian or little pushed-in face kitty cats? Uh, not normally. I haven't seen too many of them pushed coming. Is that what you're looking for? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> she wants one. She wants And I'd rather Persian. adopt. So yeah. I would like to I'm see not. A, I know there are some rescue groups. I'm not sure about websites to offer, but um, it's hard because the cat population is something that is, it, it, it puts a strain. There's a lot of cats out there living I in know. the world. I know. And shelters can be full of them. But I think if you go online and you try to search for rescue groups in this area, there's probably some postings of some really sweet kitties looking for a home. Once in a while, we'll get a stray kitty that um, is is as broken as we say that we need yeah. to bring to health. We actually have a couple. You can check out our Facebook page that are getting ready that we would love to find good homes for. Um, we will take them in and we will help heal them. And then we will help find a good home for okay. them. Which is so wonderful. Because that's the other thing that's so important for everyone to know the the humane work that is done there not just by someone who's a patient uh, you know the uh, pet owner and the pet but the the, the stray guys and girls that are out there yeah. that you you know yeah help. They, li- they literally drop them off at your front door they right? will come in and and it is difficult because we oh, as much as we would love to be we're not a rescue group no and you're we not can't and take and everything, we're so, not telling people to do right. that either if they're healthy I'm just saying we, you 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 do that kind of, that helps if when they it's are there. if yes. they are injured and they need our services we're not gonna we're gonna try very hard not to turn anyone away that's right. not what we're or about. refer them to somebody because yes, you are yeah. a referral. Sometimes we'll help fix them up and they can take them to their regular veterinarian. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes, good, many times, good Sam's, good Samaritans will bring their this animal in and say, I'll take responsibility. So we'll help them out in order to get them to their regular veterinarian in the morning. And yeah. so we, we try to work with the community as much as we can to help heal as much as we can and make sure that everybody's safe and happy and their homes. Well, it's that's a good thing. I know that's where Lynn got her too. Well, yes, wild cats, <laughs> my crazies. Yeah, <clears throat> both of them were not well when they were 
drive mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So Calvin um, had something wrong with his leg, wasn't he? His leg was broken or something. And I believe so. Put it back together again. And even though he favors it, He's, it, does not, yeah, it does I could not never impede tell. him in any way. He just runs and is a crazy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, um, Mr. Hobbs, um, I guess he was so flea-bitten. He wasn't. Did he have an upper respiratory infection? He I might think he have, did. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is a beautiful, his been a fur, that gray, it's like velvet, mm-hmm. that cat. Yeah, yeah they're beautiful. Yeah. So I, I've, you know, I've lost my two puppies, Anne, and oh. I'm... And I, I think it's hard for me with my life and running that to have a doggy. So I'm thinking that I think I Myers got used to the cat. I told Sean the other day, Sean, just so you know, I'm thinking about getting a cat. He's like, what? I said, just what I said. All right. He said, <laughs> so or you I have to come to the hospital someday this week. We have a beauty that's ready to find a home oh, that a we'll girl? talk to you about. Little boy. I like a girl. Okay. Well, I, have I to said have a girl. that too. No, I have I to have a girl. girl. <laughs> I won't even look at boys because I have to have a girl. I need, I've had have two sons. Yeah, so I, I need well, girl pets. That's how I look at it. <laughs> anyway, Anne, if anyone needs you, how can they get in touch with the um, VREC or... Well, when Comcast doesn't go down, as many of you oh, realize yeah. that we lost all, all ability to have the public call us, uh, the, the phone number for the hospital is 570-587-7777. The emergency department is open 24-7 all year round. We never close. So if you call and that happens again and you can't find us and you're worried, just come in. We are always open. Just show up. Tell them just the address. 318 Northern Boulevard and Clark Summit. There we go. Thank you for joining us. My and, pleasure. Um, we'll be right back with Dr. Barbara Plucknett. And thank you. We'll You're be welcome. right back, everybody. Here's Lori and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I'm the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And our, our second guest expert uh, today is Dr. Barbara Plucknett, who is the owner of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. And uh, welcome, Dr. Plucknett. Good morning. How are we? Good. Very good. What would you like us to to talk about today? Well, actually, I'm going to do a revisit on a topic um, because as I I find in my practice that a lot of folks still aren't understanding, you know, what their concerns are. And number two, the fact that we can actually help them with that. And that entity is prolapse. Um, I've seen some of my worst cases of prolapse recently um, and some of them have said to me you know we didn't know you were here we didn't know you could help us Mm. Um, and so they were very distraught and then other people had been told that you know they didn't know there was a physician in the area that could handle these types of cases and of course they told them they would have to go out of the area Um, and some people just can't simply travel out of the area so um, because you know it's just come back to me even last week and I will say almost, almost once a week people will say we didn't know that this is what I had and this is what could be done about it. So I okay. thought it was worthy 
of a revisiting. So, you know, what is prolapse? Well, prolapse is, you know, the, the kindest way of saying it's, it's when some of your pelvic organs or the walls that support the pelvic organs, I should say, um, fall. They, they are not as well supported. And so, um, you know, we often hear of it called a dropped bladder or a dropped uterus and things of that sort. And that, that gives you the idea that something is not well supported and it's falling. So how do you know you have these things, you know, without the obvious um, finding that something is, is falling outside of its normal area? Um, you know, some people might have a discomfort or a pressure sensation. There'll be a fullness that's there. Um, women often tell me it's the same thing time and time and again. They feel like they have a tampon that's not quite in the right way. And they get that wow. sense that something's wrong. And it's funny how, uh, you know, they'll... People, you know, different races, different ages, they all have the same complaint. I feel like I have a tampon that's in the wrong way <laughs> or not in far enough. And, okay. And that's my key that they know, you know, um, as, it, as it gets worse, you know, you may feel like you're sitting on a ball or you may have difficulty with your bowel movements or your bladder emptying. Um, some people actually will get a lower back discomfort um, as everything's shifting. They'll get a lower back pain. Um, and sometimes people have to, you know, push the, the whatever entity that's prolapsing or falling back in so that they can actually go to the bathroom or find some level of comfort. And so, you know, even though we call them a dropped bladder or a dropped uterus, it's really not the fault of the bladder or the uterus that it's falling. It's the, the fault of the supportive tissue around it. And most of that is your vaginal wall. Um, and so, you know, when I, I always describe the vagina as having a top wall and a bottom wall, and, a, and above the top wall lies your bladder, and below the bottom wall lives the, the rectum. And so when we get a weakness in these tissues, um, it's almost like a hernia. These things bulge through, and so they you see a bulge into the vaginal area. Um, and they may not, you, you as a person may not see it. Some people get a mirror and look, and then they, they're not quite sure, you know, what is that that I'm looking at? Um, but I wow. certainly can, yeah, they, because they want to know what's wrong with But them. you can uh, actually see it then, Barb? Yeah, a lot of times you can see it. Wow. Um, and I will tell you that most of the time, most people don't know they have a prolapse until it's significant enough to um, push its way through the vaginal opening. And so, you know, oh. when it's kind of hiding up inside, you don't know you have one. But when it's pushing and it's right there at the vaginal opening, people have a sense that something's wrong. And then, of course, the first thing that people worry about is, do I have cancer? Mm -hmm. And that's always the first question that people ask me. You know, is this going to cause me cancer? Is this cancer? Do I have cancer? And the answer is never, never, never is this a cancerous process when something is simply falling. And I sometimes think that that creates fear in people that they don't want to come in and find out what it is because they think it might be a cancer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the idea is, you know, if you think that something is just not quite as it should be, you, you, you detect a sensation that something's wrong, um, by all means, you know, come on into the office and let us take a look. And then we can, you know, confirm or, or tell you what it is that we're looking at. And the other thing that I often tell people is it doesn't matter um, whether you have a dropped bladder, a uh, bulge over the rectum, a dropped uterus. Um, ultimately, if it doesn't bother you, the patient, it doesn't bother me, the physician. We simply keep an eye on things because it's not going to cause you harm. It's going to cause you bother. It's going to be a nuisance factor um, that you'll have a sense that something's wrong. And, and you, the patient, will know when you need to do something about that. You'll know when it bothers you enough that it's time for something to be done. 
And so one of the other things that I thought would be important is um, sometimes we just have a genetic predisposition, um, you know, because our grandmother had it, our mother had it, um, we have a weakness that's there as well, we may get it. Um, other times it's because we have had children and we've, you know, kind of... Uh, torn some of the muscles or ligaments that are down there. Other times it's because we're overweight, uh, we put too much pressure downward, we don't eat um, enough high fiber foods and drink plenty of fluids so we strain with our bowels um, or we don't, we have very difficult jobs where we have a lot of lifting to do. Um, anything that puts constant pressure in a downward way will put you at risk for having these types of bulges. Just like anybody else, uh, you know, that's out there working hard jobs, they end up with hernias in their belly. This again is like a hernia. It's just in a different location. It's in the vaginal area. And so ideally, you know, we should try to make good diet choices, good behavior choices to try to reduce our risk of having this be a problem. I know everybody uh, once upon a time was told what a kegel exercise was, um, uh-huh. you know, to try to strengthen your pelvic floor so that these types of things didn't happen. And the good news is, is that if we do squeeze those muscles that live in and around the vaginal area, you can try to prevent these things from happening, but it will not correct it if it's already occurred. Uh-huh. So, you know, people are like, well, can't I just do a kegel and make this go away? Um, and the answer truly is no. You can you can keep it at bay um, by doing your kegel exercises, but you won't likely get rid of the problem that you have already. And Barbara, having cesarean sections, have, do that, does that have any correlation to the other or not? Because yeah, it's, it actually it, it does. Um, because if you're not having um, a child that comes through the vaginal canal stretching and pulling and tugging on all those ligaments, um, the idea is that your risk should be less. And that was why, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, there was this big push that we shouldn't even allow women to have vaginal deliveries because we should save their pelvic floor. We should just have C-sections for everybody, Um, Mm -hmm. which, of course, carries with it its own risk. And that's why we don't just simply do that. Um, But that was the idea was that from from a pelvic floor perspective, C-section was the way to go. And people were trying to prevent themselves from having dropped bladders. Um, and another thing that we aren't going to talk about today is, but um, incontinence is sometimes um, from the same reason. If you don't have enough support to the bladder neck, the tube that drains the bladder, you'll also be putting yourself at risk for incontinence. So, you know, people, girls, women didn't want any of these symptoms. And so they simply said, well, why can't I just have a C-section? So thankfully, we've kind of swung that pendulum back the other way. And yeah. now we're, we're, we're doing things only as we should. Um, so what, what do you do about it if you have um, a prolapse? So as I said, most of it is lifestyle behavior therapies initially. Um, pelvic floor therapy, which is physical therapy for the pelvic floor muscles. Believe it or not, they, we have um, excellent sources in the area. Um, teams of women working with women to try to help them strengthen their own muscles to um, make it more comfortable for the woman who has prolapse or to prevent it from getting any worse. Um, they actually work just like physical therapy does with, uh, for any um, injured area of your body. So it goes through your insurance and whatever your insurance allows you to cover up to 12 visits a lot of times. Um, that would be the length of the therapy. And, and we have seen very good success with people having pelvic floor therapy. Um, the other thing that we use a lot, um, I know it, it's, a t- it's a tough word to say and it's, another, it's a tough concept to understand, but pessaries. Um, P-E-S-S-A-R-Y. A pessary is a round, mostly round-like device. It's, it's similar to what a diaphragm would be. Um, and it sits inside the vaginal cavity to hold things in their proper place. And so we, as 
as physicians and practitioners, we find the appropriate size um, that will work, that's completely comfortable. You shouldn't even know that it's there. Um, we can teach you to change them at your leisure if that's what you wish, or we would change them for you in the office on an every two to three month basis. And so that's a really great non-surgical option for um, the vaginal wall hernias or prolapse that we, we have. And of course, lastly, surgery is the, um, the final option for correction of prolapse. Um, you know, surgeries have, have changed uh, nicely over the, the last many years. Um, you know, we now know a lot more about the anatomy. We try to restore anatomy. Um, you know, surgeries do have a six-week recovery period of time so that, because you cannot lift while things are healing. So you do have to make sure that you've allotted yourself um, time for that. Um, a lot of the prolapse surgeries are done robotically. So the small incisions um, that we've spoken about before, we use the Da Vinci robot. Um, we do have that at regional hospital. And uh, that allows for either a same day or a brief overnight stay in the hospital to accomplish your prolapse surgery. Uh, we've been doing that for quite a long time. Um, I will say that uh, I, I am probably the busiest robotic surgeon that we have in the, uh, in the area. And I'm the only urogynecologist in the area that is capable of doing these types of surgeries um, that I've been trained for. So I, I feel like we have a lot to offer patients that have a prolapse. Um, I feel like we can do a lot of education. I, I, I really feel badly for the people that don't know that we exist and we can help them or have fears and, and you know, just haven't come in yet. And I would like to reach out um, to, you know, folks in the area that if they know somebody or they, you know, they feel like they themselves want to come in, by all means, to, you know, give us a call. Absolutely, because as you said, Barbara, and, 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 and you know, through all the years we're doing this, this is the perfect thing to say because that is what people need to hear. People who may and have a family member who, who struggles, who just didn't know they could go here or that this is possibly what this is. It's going to make people feel better that they know it's something that they can go and see someone right here. And right. as you said, Barbara, having that technology available in Scranton, Pennsylvania is wonderful. It is. It's, it's just tremendous. And people feel so much better and they can't believe that they lived so many years with this crazy prolapse thing that they didn't understand. <laughs> and, you know, and I just feel so badly. You know, I had one poor woman who, who was told she would have to go out of the area. And I, I'll tell you, it was one of the worst prolapses I have ever seen, ever. Uh. And this poor woman was living with this. Um, and she, she was, she, I, every time she comes in, she praises <laughs> the fact that it, she can't believe it's gone yeah. and she can't believe Aww. she got her life back yeah I mean, yep. so it's cases like that where i think oh golly it's time to say something again people may just not know um and we need to help educate and get the word out that they don't have to suffer with that and how can someone get in touch with you so easiest is to call um, the office at 570-344-9997. Um, we will see you uh, for what's called a new urology appointment because this does fall under the urology side of our practice. Um, and so the girls will set you up with the appropriate paperwork and make the appropriate paper, uh, appointment with either myself or I have two great practitioners, um, Tina Shooker and Lori Bonafini. Um, everybody is very well trained in this area and we will be glad to help you. There you go. Okay, well, we thank you once again for all the wonderful information, and we will see you next month. And we want to say thank you to everyone for listening. 
And again, if you need anything that Barbara can help you with in the realm of gynecology, please give her a call. She, full disclosure, as we always say, Lynn, we do, right, Lynn? We do. So indeed. we're happy to say yes, yes. And everyone in the office is wonderful. So, Barb, thank you. Have a great uh, uh, weekend. Welcome. We'll see thank you guys you. soon. Thanks for listening. Uh, be safe and be nice. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Barb. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.